another episode of Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later. I am one of the hosts, The Cap, and here alongside with me are... Got Ralph the Tech. Mike, the finance guy. Yes, and you know what we're here for. We're three generations of nerddom to get together to talk, debate, or bitch about everything geek east and west of the Doctor Who nerd border. So, um, how you guys doing today? I'm doing pretty good. I'm good, I'm good. Interesting couple of weeks that have been going on in, in nerddom, huh? Yes. They said the kingdom of nerddom. <laughs> There's a lot of things going on, and we only have an hour to cover it, or an hour or so. So let's get right into it. First thing I want to bring up, or at least the first topic of, of our podcast today, is the new DC animated um, show, Beware the Batman. Um, just to give everybody um, who doesn't know about Beware the Batman a little bit more background about this show. Um, in an effort to keep Batman fresh in the heads of young DC viewers, um, DC Nation decided to get rid of two of the more popular TV shows, which is Young Justice and the Green Lantern series. Boo! Wow. <laughs> I, I, and I really didn't think I was going to get interrupted for that. They should have <laughs> kept it, though. I'm just saying. We're going to go there. Right. <laughs> and they created two new series, and one of those series is Beware the Batman. This incarnation of Batman appears that um, to take place with the younger Bruce Wayne where he starts becoming Batman. Now, who, do, who does he have? He does not have Commissioner Gordon on his side because he's Lieutenant Gordon. And Lieutenant Gordon is all about trying to stop the Batman. What he does have on his side is the help of his trusty butler, Alfred Pennyworth. Now, this outfit is a little bit different than other incarnations of the character. So, let's get right into it, guys. Um, what do you think of this version of Batman in animated form? Well, yeah, well, honestly, you know, I'm more forgiving. So, I think it's not too bad, right? It's not too bad. I, I see how you're looking, but it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> it's not too bad. I, the stories could be better. The animation is more, you know, CGI kind of like, kind of... They kind of went with the whole Green Lantern yeah. CGI graphics kind of thing. Yeah. I can't wait to talk to you, Mike, about that one. <laughs> <Go ahead enough. laughs> but honestly, I do prefer the older versions of Batman, like, you know, the Justice League Batman kind of like... Okay. Those, those were good. But this is not too bad. It's, not too, it's entertaining, you know, especially if you want to make fun of it. Wow. Well, what do you is mean that by a good review? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean by if you, especially if you want to make fun of it? Well, I mean, there's certain things, you know, that while you're watching it, you just think to yourself and it's like, really? Are you serious? All right. All right. Well, I'll give you a chance to um, elaborate on it in a second. Mike, what are your thoughts? Um, th this, this take on Batman, um, I don't mind the take they have on Batman with him starting out young. I'm, you know, you get the feeling maybe he's only been doing it for about a year or something along that line. I'm fine with that. Um, the look of it, the very first episode, I thought I was going to hate it right away. I'm still not a fan of the CGI because I really hated the Green Lantern CGI. Even though it's the same type of CGI, the Green Lantern was much more brightly lit and very barren in its, um, in its background and whatnot. This one, there's a lot more background in the animation and I think the CGI looks nice at night. It actually looks nice in the dark situations. I was looking at, um, especially the one episode with Humpty Dumpty and whatnot, the way they're doing the lighting in dark situations. It, again, it, it gives much more of a flat, fake feel in brightly lit rooms. So I'm not happy about that. Um, like Ralph said, the stories could be a little bit better. They're, they're very simplistic. And I don't mean that in the way that we're adults and uh, this should be for kids watching it. I mean, all the Batman cartoons are made for both sets of adults and kids to be watching. But this, the, the storylines just seem very simplistic and the resolutions are just kind of like, and we're done. It's that kind of a thing. So um, I'm yeah. not happy about that. But otherwise, I do kind of enjoy the story. Not a big fan of the villains, even though I know that they expressly had said they weren't going to go with all the major Joker, Penguins, et cetera, et cetera. It's just... Magpie, Anarchy, who's I think going to be the main villain of the series. It seems like, yeah. Um, and like Humpty Dumpty, I mean, it's yeah, great to see thing. really, really obscure villains. They're just not that interesting of, of villains. But all in all, though, like Rob said, it is entertaining. I do find myself 
enjoying it a little bit more than I thought I would. Mike enjoying an I'm animated... not that negative. <laughs> <laughs> not that negative. Yeah, I'm right. not, not that, that negative. negative. <laughs> he attracts a little positive. I like things. I mean, Dr. Doom is not that bad of a guy, right? <laughs> I do like things. Come hey, on. he's well, a ruler of a country. There's people there. He has to be good somehow, right? Hitler was a ruler of a country. That doesn't make him a good guy. Um, I guess, I mean, I agree with Mike in regards of it's enjoyable, which I was very surprised you that you enjoyed it. Especially because Mike and I have countless times talked about how much he hated the Green Lantern series, and I'm a Green Lan- I'm one of the fa- I'm a fan of the Green Lantern. Um, one of three people. One, three. It <laughs> is five of us. There's five of us. But with um, the Green Lantern series, I understand that you didn't like the CGI effect. I kind of liked it because it was something different. I like when when um, cartoons try to do different things yeah, when they try to, try. and especially with the whole idea of. Green Lantern being a space policeman, and w- when you think space and, and you know going to outer space, you think you know futuristic. So you, let's go with a futuristic look. I, I kind of got what they were trying to do, and I did like it. Now bringing it back to Batman, does it work for Batman? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I look at it, and it's not horrible. No, definitely not horrible. I, but I guess I'm also spoiled by Batman the animated series, or even Batman Brave and the Bold. Any of them that were hand drawn or at least um, computer done for hand drawing it's like like first you don't get the swooping of his cape as much it's things like that that are missing that we're used to from all the points of batman right you know it's what it is is that the have you heard of the uncanny valley no i haven't heard that it's a term that they use for when things um get closer to to more realistic so like the way our our brains process it is like the more realistic it looks we just can't handle it so we, we like we we hate it well, I, I don't know about I would say hating. I mean, I know what you're saying with that. I've actually said that to friends of mine when I've talked about artwork is that the closer you try to make something to realism, the more the brain looks for the faults in it. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, when you know you're looking at a completely hand-drawn, like a Fleischer cartoon for Superman, the early Superman from right. the 30s and 40s, you look at those, I mean, not only with the hand-drawn, they're beautiful um, stories of fun, whatnot. It's not just about that, but it's it's a cartoon. You know that's what it is, and therefore if something seems out of place, a knee's out of joint, or whatever the case may be, it's fine. The closer you try and replicate reality, the more I'm going to notice, oh, well, that's not quite right. Hair doesn't move like that. Right. You know, uh, you know, the eyes blink more, or whatever the case may be. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, I don't, I don't think Beware of the Bat is anywhere close to realism. Oh, because, <laughs> I mean, if, <laughs> I mean if, you, if you look at Bruce Wayne, you're like, wow, he has a very flat face with no dimensions at all. <laughs> Most I know of some, them that's do. my next-door neighbor. No, no, no. I mean, it, my issue isn't as much with the um, with the art of it, as so much some of the choices they made in building this bat family, so to speak. And I'll start with Alfred Pennyworth. Oh, Alfred. let me start with Alfred. Jason Stratham. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he's definitely this this time around. They chose to go with a younger Alfred, which I don't mind. But they chose an Alfred that is like. He was former MI6, I believe, or yeah. some British Secret Service, yeah, yeah, MI, which MI6. which he was in in, in other incarnations, or, or you know, like they made him a former spy. But it's like he in the first episode, he's training Batman, kicking his ass, right? And, and, and he's like, "Oh, it should have took you three moves when it took six. I'm like, "Alfred, you're not. You shouldn't be tackling Bruce at all." Right. No, exactly. He should be making scones or something along that line. <laughs> and he doesn't have enough Here snotty remarks. Master Bruce. <laughs> he doesn't have enough snotty remarks to keep Batman in line. Right. And, and his accent is totally... I mean, and I, and I guess, once again, we've been spoiled with so many great performances of Alfred. We can go back all the way to Batman, Tim Burton, the movie. Right. Or we can even go to Michael Caine's version of Batman in this recent run right. that they did. Or Ephraim Zimbalist Jr., who was the voice in uh, the animated series. I was just going to say that. Right. So, so we have all these different versions of Alfred, and then this guy sounds more Australian than he does. Yeah, he's. I'm waiting for him to put something on the Barbie at any moment. <laughs> <laughs> at any moment, a big tinny in his hand, you know, it's the same old thing. Fosters. Fosters, exactly. <laughs> Ralph, how do you, you feel? You call that a knife? <laughs> this is a knife. <laughs> how do you feel about Alfred, at, um, this incarnation of, of Alfred? I think it's different. You know, it's, it's an interesting take on it. And, and different meaning you like. I don't hate. <laughs> when you sound like you lit up the room, you're like, it's different. It's different. <laughs> okay, but why is it different so like refreshing? Well, because then it makes you wonder, they, they still haven't introduced a Robin character. So now, do you think that 
uh, Alfred's gonna come in as like a sidekick or something. I mean, he's already kind of a mentor. <laughs> if I see for Alfred him. in tights and green <laughs> shoes. I'm out of here. <laughs> I mean, we've already seen him in the. I think it was the second episode or the first episode when they get abducted. When he gets abducted, first yeah, one, the first episode, he gets abducted, and you already see him. You know, even with a broken leg, and he's like, you know, telling people what to do when he's kicking ass and shit. Come on, right? So it's a, it's a, it's an interesting take on Alfred. It's not this more. Laid back, Alfred, only on the computer. Yes, Master Bruce. What do you need, Master Bruce? But my, but my thing about um, Alfred when he's older is that he's more of a father figure to Bruce. That, 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 that's his whole role throughout the entire time he's been with Batman because he was with Batman since he was six yeah. or five. So, you know, if you see the age difference in this Beware Batman, he doesn't look that much older than Bruce. Well, I mean... It's, it's new so, days, you know. You can't really tell how, pe- how old people are with all this, you know, cosmetic surgery and whatnot. Who so knows? Alfred is busy with the Botox. I, and that's right. You right. <laughs> don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, with me with the Alfred, um, same kind of thing that uh, that Cap's saying is that I do like an older Alfred. I, I I'm fine with him having been a spy. I mean, they they showed eventually at some point in the animated series that Alfred was a spy or whatnot. That's just great. That just explains why he at least is more accepting of Bruce's uh, you know extracurricular activity. It's and also, he could be an asset to him. So I get right. that. Yeah. Right. And also, um, I mean, in the comics, I think he's been more of like a field medic and stuff like that through the um through all the wars. That also explains why Bruce can go home and get taken care of. I, I'm fine with that. I, I really don't have a problem with what Alfred has done in the past. For Beware of the Batman, but again, he should be older because, like Cap said, he is supposed to be a father figure. He, you know, he's supposedly worked for the Waynes, you know, since before Bruce was even born. And it just, not that he couldn't have here, it's just that then you keep feeling that he was 20 when he came to work for the Waynes and that he's maybe 40 ish now, maybe. Maybe he had a run in with Ra's al Ghul and he dipped into that pool. <laughs> Which would totally throw the Batman mythos of this cartoon totally way off base. Well, but uh, if in, I would think it was like last, yeah, last week's episode. No, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago when uh, the League of Assassins is after the Doctor. And right. Well, we've established that with Lady Shiva, they said there, but yeah. you know Ra's al Ghul can't be far behind. So. Right. No, but they, they, she talks about it. She said that she, um, she was sent... Uh, was it uh, Tatsu Yamashiro, his uh, bodyguard? Mm-hmm. She talks about her past and she says that she was sent in as an undercover agent to the League of Shadows and uh, uh, investigating Razal Ghul. Right. No, that's true so, too. So he, he's in there. He's in the story. Right. He's definitely in the story. And and to answer the the Robin question, I mean, she basically is the Robin, yeah. you know, for this series. You know, oh, the bodyguard. Uh, right. Exactly. Yet. Well, uh, well I mean, still she, I mean, I doubt they'll make her Robin. I mean, considering that she is her own superhero. Actually, she's thought, Katana. You know, in the normal world. Right. Yeah. I actually thought they were gonna make her into into um, Batgirl. Well, they've already introduced Barbara Bob, Gordon. Yeah, so. once, once they introduced Barbara, Barbara Gordon, I was like, okay, well, then there goes that idea. Yeah, well, it seems very interesting. It seems that, because I think they did it in the the Batman, anim, um, the animated one called The Batman. Right. And I'm not sure if they kind of alluded to it in The Brave and the Bold as well, but it seems now that it's more popular that Batgirl precedes Robin. Right. And I, and I think it's purely for... Um, bringing in a female audience. I don't think it's for them trying to rewrite DC history or make any other point. I no, think it's absolutely. just that, well, we already have such a dominant male, let's get a female in, which I guess is why the Katana character right. is taking the place in this episode. Probably, yeah. And it's interesting because um, I was reading a couple of things and I, and I noticed that there's not a lot of prominent female characters in Marvel. Or I mean, they, they, they exist, but they don't put them to the forefront. No, I mean, yeah. well, that's, you know... You know, DC, you have Wonder Woman. And we haven't really seen anything about her. And I'll bring that up a little bit later on. Um, and you have Batgirl. And you have, um, in the Marvel Universe, I mean, who do you have? Well, you have Storm. They, they usually try and put her to the forefront. You have Storm. Jean, Jean Grey. Uh, Jean Grey, when she's alive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Emma Frost, who's horrible. But, I mean, I don't know if they're considering her more prominent. I mean, the, women, the people that Marvel push now, like I said, it's, it really is just, it's, um, it is Storm, Emma, Psylocke. Aunt May. Aunt May. <laughs> Aunt May, don't mess with Aunt May. That is, she is the strongest, understated superhero in all of the Marvel world. That woman has been gut shot, buried alive, mm-hmm. replaced, and even in one editor's um, assistant editor's month, she actually gained uh, the power to be one of Galactus's heralds, which was great. While she was babysitting Reed Richards, <laughs> I'm not lying. It's there, <laughs> and that's why that that um, what was it? The editor's what? The assistant editor's month, and that's why that doesn't exist anymore. Oh, they were great. <laughs> they were great. But, but bringing it back, bringing it back to to, to beware of the Batman. Um, so Alfred was one of my problems, but also, I, I guess it's something that you touched on in your description, Mike. Are the villains they chose? Now I agree, 
you don't want to always go with Penguin, Joker, um, yeah, Catwoman, Two Face, right? Riddler. It, it can get played out. I mean, when you got um, in the Batman and in Batman: The Brave and the Bold, those were some of the main villains that he was fighting against. Yeah, but I think I think the the, the I think the the interest is part of the interest to the Batman um, series is the rogues gallery. So then there's a part of me that's like, well, I get you want to introduce different villains, but the villains they're choosing, I, I don't know, like, first of all, Professor Pick. And right. it, for, for those who don't know Professor Pick, he was introduced in Grant Morrison's run of Batman and Robin. Right. Um, and in the comic, he's a little bit more grotesque and he's a little bit more brutal and violent. A little bit more? I'm being, I'm, I'm being nice. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know how many masked you super glued people to children's faces. <laughs> yeah, have you, did you read Professor Pig in the Batman and Robin series? I did not. You need to check it out. Mm -hmm. um, Professor Pig in this is just like, I guess he's fighting for the environment. Right, he's, he's an eco-terrorist or something yeah. along e that Eco-terrorist. Well, he's definitely not that no. in the Morrison series. So they introduced Professor Pig, but you know it's not really is not he, as terrifying as he, he was initially. He's more what like psychopathic. Right? Oh, de um, definitely. I mean, like um, he what does he take masks and and he, and he puts them fuses them to their face. Yeah, for, I forget what the reason is. Uh, something. I mean, evidently you lose your uh, identity, but I I can't remember what his reason was for that. But it was definitely a little bit more graphic and a little bit more adult. And obviously, you know, you have to tone it down for. TV, for yeah. TV, but there are ways of making people um, violent and menacing and being close to the way their character was instead of this British sounding um, villain with a talking frog. <laughs> yeah, I don't get the talking frog. It's like the it's lizard like didn't work in the Kermit's evil cousin or something. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, oh goodness, it, it was hard. In between that, that was horrible. And then on top of that, um, you know, it's funny, I, I'm kind of in between with Magpie, but she is annoying. Well, she's just. And not interesting character. She's not interesting in the comics. Um, and here, I mean, basically they've just made her pseudo schizophrenic. Um, and I think what they've given her an ability that she didn't have. She's, which is, she's, she's, well, she's not invulnerable. They didn't say that. They said that she can't feel, feel pain. pain. Yeah. Which, of course, after falling off the top of a building, you would think she's also invulnerable, but they didn't go there with that. So I guess she just didn't feel the she's pain. Just, she's immortal, I guess you could say. Yeah, I guess, but... Oh, that's not what she's supposed to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, but you know, but remember, not feeling pain doesn't mean you can't die. It just means you won't feel it when it happens. Big difference. No, but immortal just means you you can't be killed. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. That's I don't think that's what they're doing with her. They're not making her. She's not immortal because she says I just can't feel pain. All that means is that All right. you know yeah. you get what I'm saying. Like you know she she's saying she can't feel pain. If I chop her arm off, she won't feel it. But she's not gonna have an arm. True. Right, I mean, that, that, that quote-unquote ability exists in the real world. I can't think what it's called, but where people don't feel pain, and those are the people that have to watch out about putting their hand on fire, et cetera, et cetera, because they don't yeah. realize that they're injuring themselves. But all I'm saying is she fell from a building, hit a car. You would think she would break a few bones, right? Oh, no, I agree. But I think, I agree. I think her bones are broken, but, you know, remember when adrenaline... I, not now I'm fighting the other side, but... Um, <laughs> Defend Magpie. Go ahead. I dare you. <laughs> the one thing I'll say is this, that um, she did fall off a building and landed on a car, but also remember, when adrenaline pumps through people, and I know we're, we're dealing outside of reality, but if we're using some part of reality, when adrenaline is running through you, there have been known for people to run with broken bones, with broken legs, and then when adrenaline comes down, that's, that's when they... You know, will have the effects of it. They can't run. But if both your legs are broken, how are you going to move them? She didn't break her legs. <laughs> well, that's the whole thing. Right, she didn't break right. anything. That's, that's, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. She didn't break anything, obviously. Or if they but, broke, uh, they healed up. Exactly. Quick. Right. But, but yeah, the, the villains are a bit on the weaker side. I mean, I, you know, you would think at least maybe at some point, uh, if it does catch on a bit more, maybe they'll throw in like, uh, you know, just, you know, consulary, they'll throw in like the Joker at some point or maybe they'll toss in a penguin or whatnot uh, just for the sake of it. But... I just can't think of what other... My, if, if they're going to avoid the major ones, then I don't know what in the world to look forward to in Batman. My question is, how is your one of your villains an evil accountant? Right? <laughs> you got Humpty. If you look like Humpty Dumpty, you'd be evil too. <laughs> I'd just be mad at the world. I wouldn't be evil. <laughs> Although that episode did have, like, I just thought was a great line when uh, it's after he's, he's on the search for um, Humpty Dumpty and he gets into the car and he says, Computer... What is the last known address <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. for Humpty Dumpty? And it says, like, the, wall. the wall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, let me refine that question. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it has great, it has, um, great parts and, great, and, and, and pretty okay humor, but this brings me to my next question because we talked about the villains. We talked about all, you know, like um, how it looks. 
now my main question is if I don't know I'll, how do I phrase it if Young Justice was doing so well why do they feel a need to replace Young Justice with this Batman how many incarnations of Batman have they had already and they just finished coming off of a run where they had Batman Brave and the Bold so it's not like there that wasn't was a Batman so franchise already there and mind you okay yeah it was a tongue in cheek rendition of Batman it was a Batman like being hokey and campy but they know they're hokey and campy and that was the fun of it but why even create this new version of Batman and get rid of a DC um, series that was very popular amongst the fans that I've talked to. You know, what I think it was is that, because from what I remember the last episode, it was already wrapping stuff up. So I guess they felt they probably had nowhere to go from there or nothing better. So that's why they probably... Wait, you mean for Young Justice? Yeah. Well, I mean, no, but Young Justice, it wasn't so much that they were wrapping it up. They had to wrap it up. Yeah. Because if you notice, it was a very rushed um, few episodes to end it yeah. all. That's because they knew it was ending. Um, you know, but uh, what the cap is saying is that, you know, why replace it? I don't know. I don't know if we'll ever get the truth. I mean, I've heard it's a lot of it's to do with um, not enough young kids were, were watching it, or maybe if they were, they still weren't buying toys, which is the big part of the franchise. Right. You know, you know what it was is they got to realize, you know, if you're showing the show at ten in the morning on Saturday, most of the people that are watching it are still asleep. Exactly. Right. Come on, you got the the gener the gamer generation now, comic book generation where. Nobody wakes up until after twelve. Yeah, but we're also in a generation of a DVR. So I mean, you can you can easily tape it and watch it, like Mike does at two in the afternoon <laughs> or three o'clock in the morning when he's like, "I'm going to clean my house," and then all of a sudden, oh, let's see what's on Young Justice. Right, but then now you forget the other important part. I'm watching it. Let's say, like you said, at two in the afternoon or whatever while I'm cleaning, and I'm also fast forwarding through commercials. commercials, and the little kids watching it at the time it runs can't. Fast forward through the commercials, and those are the commercials of Daddy, Daddy. I want that thing that I just saw there for thirty seconds. Right. And then my question is, if you DVR it, does it show on their ratings? Does it show yeah, that they, someone? They do have a, the Nielsen now does something where they actually take in DVR consideration. All right. Wow. Yeah, they've been doing that for a little while now. Okay, because then, then then that would be another sign to say, oh, if if a million people are DVR and not watching it, then you know their ratings will go down. But since you say. Yeah, I don't know how recent they've been doing. I don't think it was. It wasn't just in the last few months, but I think within the, maybe the last year, at the most or so, the Nielsen families or what, yeah. and, and other people also have been taking into account DVRs. Well, I'll say this. I'll say that um, DC and Marvel at times, but in this particular instance, DC dropped the ball. DC had a chance to make a lot of money off of their franchise and get a lot more characters exposed and into the spotlight and people knowing about them and being excited about them and now you get rid of this series for another Batman series who's already established we already have the movies out I mean why do we need to reestablish Batman we don't I can understand Spider-Man for, for, for the Spider-Man <laughs> franchise in the movie and don't get me started on Ultimate Spider-Man because I hate that show yes Bendis if you ever hear this I love some of your writing I hate your show <laughs> if I wanted a Batmite for Spider-Man, I would have asked for it in a comic book. <laughs> it's, but, but going back to Batman, you already have Batman already. His fan base is there. It's already established. We know people love Batman. Let's get, give somebody else a chance. They gave Green Lantern. They didn't, what was it, like, what was it maybe a, a, two, two seasons? seasons? Two, two seasons, seasons, I believe. Two yeah. seasons and they cut it off for, for another Batman entity? Or they couldn't add it? To no. the already DC well, Nation? Well, DC the, Nation also, is only an hour long. Right. But also what I find interesting, though, is that, again, touching back to the points we already brought up about the uh, the villains, particularly since that's it's really just Batman, Alfred, and the Katana character, and then after that we're just full of villains. With them not being very interesting villains, I'm trying to think, well, on a, again, marketing beyond uh, just the cartoon, marketing for video games or toys, who really wants an anarchy toy or a magpie toy the Humpty Dumpty, I mean, yeah, that's kind of fun looking. But <laughs> For my three-year-old. They're going to look at it and be like, what the hell is this? I don't want yeah. this shit. Anarchy. Wow. Was that Moon Knight? No. <laughs> Moon Knight. Oh, goodness. Hey, I like Moon Knight when he's done that's, right. that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> I hate Moon Knight. Um, but but um, I don't know. I mean, I, I just feel like that they, they have this rendition of Batman and it's not that much better than some of the stuff they've done before, so why even release it? I got a question. Do you think they're going to introduce any other superheroes? Like, bring in a Superman or a Green Lantern within Beware the Batman? Mm, I think they might introduce some somebody in the Batman mythos, somebody in the Batman family. So, like, a Robin or a Nightwing. Or, I mean, obviously not or maybe Nightwing. maybe even someone more grounded, um, even if it's not in his family. Like Huntress. Maybe they, oh, Huntress, right. Um, but they also might do, like, a Green Lantern. I mean, sorry, a Green Arrow, Arrow maybe. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Yeah, someone more that. grounded to his Yeah, but level. I don't think they would do top three or, or top five characters. They just wouldn't add those. I think they want to make this a separate... Venture, where it's just the Batman 
and the Batman's villains, the outer villains. Right, then. I would think so as well. But um, but no, that is a good question. I, I was wondering the same thing as well, if they would bring in anyone from the outside uh, superhero world into his world and depress us even more. <laughs> <laughs> and next week, Zatanna. <laughs> Don't tell me like the Z- Zatanna too, Mike. At laugh means yes. Okay. Oh, yeah, Zatanna. <laughs> She's just great. If I could say words backwards, I'd be masterful of powers too, you know? It's the fishnets. It's not the words. Yeah. <laughs> uh, her and Black Canary. <laughs> All right. So let's go up to the moment of truth. Um, ratings. R- how do you rate this series so far? We've seen six episodes. And I mean, and we can name, I mean, all the villains, it was um, Anarchy, it was Magpie, Humpty Dumpty, Dr. Professor Fig, Professor Pig, Metamorpho. Right. Um, that's all of them, right? Yeah, so, yeah. right. Was that six? That oh, and you forgot the, 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 the League of Assassins. Ah, uh, thank you. Right, there we go. Uh, thank you. And the League of Assassins. With the silver monkey. Silver monkey. Okay, yeah. there we go. So, <laughs> so out of, uh, in your rating system, how do you rate this series so far? Ralph? I guess I'll give it eight back cows. Eight back cows out of ten? Yes, out of ten. Why? Wow. Well, like I said before, the story's not too bad and it's actually entertaining. You know, I, I, I find myself enjoying watching it and there's some times where I actually laugh. You know, so I, I think it's pretty good. Okay, so Ralph goes on the record of saying um, eight out of ten back cows, he rates it. Mike? I am going to give it three out of four Robins that don't exist in this series. <laughs> <laughs> wow, why? Um, in a nutshell. In a nutshell, like I said, I, I, I do think it has promise. Um, I'm not that disappointed with the CGI. Again, in the dark scenes, and since Batman takes place in the dark, that's fine. Uh, the, the actual dialogue is not that bad, actually. Um, I don't know. I just think that, I think that maybe after they get their first run of reaction, that they might tweak it some and it'll be better. Or I'll be completely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been wrong before. <laughs> what do you have to say there, Cap? Um, Cap's ratings, I'll go with, with Ralph's scale, but not Ralph's rating. So I'll use the cowl rating method, <laughs> but I'll rate it five cowls out of ten. Right in the middle. Not eight. Right in the middle. Because here's the way I look at it. Now, mind you, when, I, when Beware the Batman first came out, I have, to, I, I have to admit, I was prejudiced because I was so in love with Young Justice. And I and I like and I like Green Lantern, so you know I was like, all right, young um, Teen Titans Go. Okay, if you want to replace um, Green Lantern, okay, go ahead. Though Teen Titans Go is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who made that. Yeah, once again, you can see the audience they're going for. But where the Batman, so far, the where they're at so far, they have to show me more. They have to show me more in regards to where is this going and is it going to get more interesting? Because I do think some of the stories are interesting and, and it's building nicely, but I feel like. What they've done with Alfred kind of distracts me a little bit. I feel like um, the, the the villains I don't feel that interested in. I'm like, okay, who, oh, anarchy, ooh, all right, whatever. Um, the interest is, I'm interested because I want to see where they're going, but I'm hoping it's a slow build to something better. But okay. at this point thus far, I give it five out of ten. I can't give it anything more than that. The art doesn't really grab me. It doesn't make me go, oh my god, that was a great, um, that, that, that's great artwork. No, not not really. It, it's okay. All right, you almost sound there when you were talking about how they took away Young Justice, like a little kid who got his toys taken away. Damn right. It's like, no, give me back my Young Justice. Damn yeah. right. I, I, remember coming in the, I remember coming in the work and, and talking with, with colleagues about that, and they were just as angry as I was. They were like, why are they getting rid of Young Justice? And then when they said what they're giving it away for, they're like, oh, they're bringing back Teen Titans, but it's not the Teen Titans that we remember. So Record right. scratch. Yeah, well, considering also that you're bringing back the Teen Titans that, that we didn't, but it's not the Teen Titans from the old series. And then when you realize that Young Justice is really just the Teen Titans yeah. with more friends. Right. It really is just a letdown. But, uh, but and that's for it's the, teen, the Young Justice for another time, I suppose. Yeah. It will be missed. It has been missed. <laughs> I, will begin, I will begin a revolution, and it'll start with Young Justice picket signs. <laughs> Bring back Young Justice Invasion. We want it. <laughs> On that note, we will be back with more Meanwhile, 22 pages later. After a word from whatever sponsor I decided to give some time to. The captain again. Just reminding you that we want to hear from you. So we want to know if you agree or disagree with our very opinionated perspective, or if you want to ask a question to. So if you want to. 
gmail.com or tweet us at Meanwhile22. Now back to the show. Hey everybody, welcome back. And now to our next subject on today's Meanwhile 22 Pages Later. Um, we're going to discuss the movie that Marvel was hoping that would be a blockbuster. And um, so far hasn't done too bad. Yes, we're talking about Hugh Jackman in The Wolverine. Not quite a sequel to the first one. And thank, if you saw the first one, you'd understand why I'm saying that. Um, but definitely a continuation of the story of our favorite furry Canadian <clears throat> fighting his battles against numerous enemies. And um, I guess I'll leave one of you guys to give a brief synopsis of what the movie was about. So go right ahead. Okay. Um, even though it's a synopsis, we're going to get it all out of the way now. All spoilers. <laughs> so you either seen the movie <laughs> or stop listening now. Right. Okay. Um, but the brief is just uh, this takes place after X-Men 3. So this is after the death of Jean Grey, um, the supposed death of the professor, um, and Wolverine leaving the school. So um, we pick up. They don't give us any amount of time later, but uh, he's basically a derelict living in the Canadian woods somewhere out in the wild like the savage beast that he is. And he eventually ends up involved with a representative of a man that he saved during World War II from a nuclear bomb at Hiroshima. That takes him over to Japan, where he is, where he's basically, a, uh, I don't know, he ends up having to save the life of this man's daughter. Adventure ensues. We get to meet a villain, the Viper, and we also get to meet the Silver Samurai, finally. Um, that's the synopsis. That's, that's pretty, you summed it up pretty well. All right. Likes. What'd you like about the movie? I actually did like the movie. Um, I didn't love it, but I did like the movie. Wow, we got Gosh. Two, two positive <laughs> feedbacks from Mike in a row. Put the I silver star on. I'm not that negative. There must be something <laughs> in the water in New York. <laughs> um, like I said, it wasn't the greatest movie in the world, but I did enjoy it. I thought that... It was a much more coherent Wolverine story as opposed to Wolverine Origins. Right. Um, because, again, it is basically simple. You know, man down on his luck, taken someplace, put in a situation that he wasn't prepared for, and then has to fight to survive. I mean, it's that basic kind of a story, plus love story, too. Right. Um, I thought the action was um, fun. I mean, it wasn't a ton of action, but the action scene that you got, particularly the, the uh, train scene that you see on the, uh, the trailer, that was a great scene. Uh, the love interest, I thought that... Um, Hugh Jackman and uh, actually I don't know the actress's name that yeah. played uh, Mariko, but um, I thought they had good chemistry, and a mostly satisfying <laughs> villain end to the fight. A uh, little little peculiar here and there, but all in all, like I said, I like the movie. Um, definitely could be improvements here and there, but nothing that I think would stop anyone from enjoying it. All right, Ralph, I very much enjoyed the movie. Yes, I I loved it. I thought it was great. The only thing I didn't like was how they made the Silver Samurai a mechanized suit, you know? How it, but in the real, in the comics, the Silver Samurai was actually a, a mutant who had uh, who could create tachyon fields, and he normally just surround around his sword so he could cut through almost anything. Right. So, but I guess in a way they kind of brought that in because they had the adamantium sword, which was heated so he could cut through anything, but... That's on my dislike list. But yeah, that gets to be one of those things that doesn't make sense. But that's for another moment. <laughs> that's yeah. for that's for the dislike portion. But you're on likes, so go ahead. But the the acting was great. You know, Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Even though, how old is he? He doesn't even look his age. You know, Hollywood's no movie. joke. <laughs> but he, he does good acting. And then it's like, when you think about it, it's like you guys, you got guys coming up against the Wolverine, and they they got pistols and, and knives and shit. And you're like. Really, come on! It's the Wolverine. Just, just stop. Just throw yourself to the ground so he doesn't cut you in half. Well, he didn't know? have a T-shirt on that said there was Wolverine, so they weren't really clear who he was. That's true. That's true. I guess you're right. Yeah, it's the Wolverine. I can read it on the shirts. But, but you, oh, you would think, you know, Japan. I'm sorry for that right there. But you would Is that think the, the second time I've done that. Okay. <laughs> you would think that after the first, I don't know, ten guys that go up against him, and you see that he's getting shot and stabbed, and he's just regenerating, they would stop and be like, you know what? I don't want to die. I got a family, wife, and kids. <laughs> Fuck this shit. I'm out. You know, but no, no. They right. they come right after him with their, their whole honor and protecting your thing, whatever. But, <laughs> but uh, overall, 
it was good. It was I, I like the visuals, the way that they did the the big fortress at the end, and it, it was kind of dramatic towards the end too. When uh, when Wolverine is in the village, where that's right under the the fortress, and he's just getting arrow after arrow stuck into him with ropes, and they're pulling. You got so it just shows you that the strength of Wolverine that it takes what was that like over a hundred guys to bring him down. Another, right. another thing on my dislike list. I was about to say, but that'll be ventured <laughs> in my, to my dislike side. <laughs> but hey, I just thought it was interesting to see that. It's like, this guy is so powerful that it takes that many people. You know? Ralph is wearing his Friar Tuck outfit because he's certainly forgiving of certain properties. <laughs> <laughs> um, my likes. Huh. Um, it was not as... Okay, the first Wolverine, one of the problems they had was they tried to throw so many mutants into it. And they try to make it so much like an X-Men movie, but not an X-Men movie. Where they threw so many different characters in there, they try to make that, they try to make it um, interesting that way. And they didn't. They, they didn't include as many characters. So, I actually, I, we're good? Okay, sorry. Um, I actually like the fact that they made the cast a smaller cast. That they, that they didn't have... Um, 2,500 mutants. Oh, that's Cyclops. Oh, that's Emma Frost. Oh, that's so-and-so. I mean, yeah, it's cool for Easter egg-wise, but all in all, you know, I I'm glad they kept the cast smaller. Um, things I liked, I mean, the action was fun. I have more dislikes. I like the movie, but and when, we go, when we go over the overall, um, when we go over the overall, you know, rating, you'll hear what I mean, but it's almost like saying, wow, this food doesn't take like crap. It tastes like piss. <laughs> it's like, all right, well, it's wow. good, but it's not great. It's not, it's not, it's not the best I've seen. Um, if it's enjoyable, but I don't know. There's, there's parts that I liked about it, but there's so many things that I was like, hmm. It was enjoyable though, but not something that. Okay, I just want to take this one quick second just to say out to uh, out there, Kevin, if you're listening to this. That was your boy disliking this movie, not me. <laughs> I, I felt like Mike was being so 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 nice. I had to be the hater. <laughs> but I'm not hating on it so much. I just felt like there was a lot of things. I was like, oh, okay. No, you just think it's, it tastes like piss instead of crap. No, what I'm saying, what I'm saying is that this sounds like hate to me. Get, I don't know. Get, get people, no matter how you rap. No, because people coming out of it saying that they love the movie. I would love is a very strong term, and I, I just feel like you know what? It was good. It was better than the than the first one. Doesn't make it. You know, better than Bat the Batman series, or better than any of the best superhero movies we've seen. No, that's true. Or and it's not probably like I, I mean I know Mike doesn't like the X franchise the way it came out. You didn't like X Men one, you or three. Or I like two. And, and and my point is that people were rating it almost like it was as good as X Men two, and it's not. It's just better than the Wolverine. The Wolverine is better than Wolverine. Right. Than than X Men Origins Wolverine. Right. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying it's, it's not. You can go see it and you have a great time. I would just prefer if you saw it on a matinee or if you waited a little bit later. But it was it was fun, but it wasn't like earth shattering. So you, I have more dislikes than likes. I'm gonna get to that in a second. You're just mad that your mom saw it before you did. Twice. She saw it twice, and she didn't even see the ending. <laughs> <laughs> Which that I liked. The ending that, and I'm thank you for bringing that up. The ending I liked. The the um not the ending to the movie the ending the after, after credits the credits scene. Right. yes but who could not like the after credits I mean you you'd have to be just I I don't know watching another movie like Ghost Rider or something to have been that angry to have hated the after credits and spoiler um if anybody did not see the movie um the the ending was basically um Wolverine two years later walking through an airport mm -hmm. and um he's getting patted down because obviously he's not gonna go to a metal detector and um all of a sudden the items on the conveyor belt that are metal are starting to move. And it's from Wolverine's standpoint. So he's looking, wondering what's going on. He turns around and, oh, lo and behold, it's Ian McClellan, Sir Ian McClellan, as Magneto. And he tells um, Wolverine, you know, there's, a dark, there's dark forces at play and we're going to need your help. And Wolverine tells him, well, why would I help you? And while Wolverine is telling Magneto this, if you notice in the background, the people behind Magneto, the other people in the airport, are starting to, to, to stop moving. So that's when he, he's asking him, well, what, you know, why would I even help you? Why would I even team up with you? And Magneto simply says, I know, I know you wouldn't. And Wolverine turns around and everybody in the, in the airport is frozen. And who comes wheeling along but our favorite Patrick Stewart playing um, Charles Xavier. 
And Charles basically says, what was the line? You're, you're not the only one who's special? You're not the only one who's special. And basically hints that there is going to be um, a team up with him and Magneto, and they need Wolverine's help. Because as if you don't already know, the next X-Men movie is going to be based on the Days of Future Past um, story. I believe that is the title. Yes. So um, it was a great way to end the Wolverine movie. But that's honestly, if that ending didn't happen, I would have thought the movie was all right. Okay. I dislikes. <laughs> dislikes. Go. Dislikes. Well, I already said my dislikes. I didn't like how they portrayed the Silver Samurai where it was just an average guy who was vengeful, oh, not vengeful, who, who was jealous of the mutants and wanted to be immortal and wanted to steal Wolverine's uh, healing factor. Right. Because he was dying, but and then then that the Silver Samurai was a, a machine. I mean, come on, come on. Really? Now, the, the Silver Samurai being a machine was a, a very bit left found. Um, you know, you were looking forward to because they actually had the, um, the 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 character that is the samurai was in the movie. That yeah. was the um, I'm going blank on the man's name right now. Um, was his his son? No, it was the no, it was the guy that was um, oh, protecting the, the Mar- client, Marco. Yeah. yeah. That was actually... That's who I thought was going to be the Silver Samurai. He is the Silver Samurai yeah. in the comics. No, that's what I thought they were right, going to no, be Right, no, exactly, movie. yeah. But um, we went the, uh, the robot way. Um, <laughs> exoskeleton. Oh, exoskeleton. Exoskeleton. Yeah. yeah. All adamantium. You want Tony Stark to so, come Which, which leads dislike. to the dislike <laughs> about that part, which is not that it's adamantium, but just that it gets pulled apart by hand at the end. That makes no sense. But um, well, I guess the joints like, weren't made out of adamantium. I guess they weren't. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I didn't like the vil- um, the villainess. I didn't like Viper. Um, I mean, in the, in the comics, she has no superpowers to begin with. And I'm not right. being a stickler. I'm not being a stickler about that. I just thought that the powers that they gave her were just kind of boring. They gave her some kind of vague lizard-like. Acid power? Well, it wasn't just acid. Basically, she could produce any type of poison, it seemed right. like, that she wished to, but she was immune to all of them. Um, I just thought that was pretty lame. So she's like a chimera. Yeah. You know, she just... I thought it was pretty lame. Um, I thought that it was unnecessarily disturbing in the end fight where you realize that she's wearing a wig and that she's her skin peels she looks more even more like a lizard it was just over the top for no reason and her fighting mariko and that there actually was a fight made even less sense because she should have just been able to poison her immediately and that would have been that but um um other than i'm trying to think though um like i said i was disappointed with the samurai the way that was handled the villain um, I've got the one. claws. I was just going to say, Mike, I, I, you need I, help. I got one for you right there. <laughs> the claws. Um, for those of you who saw it, I know there had to be a reaction. For those of you who didn't see it, too bad. Um, <laughs> in one swipe, the Silver Samurai construct takes off three of his adamantium claws on one hand, and moments later in the movie, takes off mm-hmm. the other three. So, of you course, now you're, all, you say, you're all sitting there saying, well, what's left? Um, at some point, um, later on in the fight, Wolverine grows back his bone claws. That makes sense, but the loss of adamantium doesn't. How does adamantium cut adamantium? Uh, it's a heated yes. sword, but it, that makes no sense because the heat of the sword itself should have melted the sword. Exactly. <laughs> it was just one of those little plot points that just, yes, I get it. You were trying to be clever, but it doesn't work that well. And, and, and wow, my might took all of my dislikes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's true. I mean, the, the, I mean, the adamantium cutting adamantium, what? The cutting of the Wolverine claws, what? Um, the bone claws coming back into play. I thought we got rid of that idea. I mean, yeah. even though in the beginning they show him with the bone claws, but if you, anybody who's been following Wolverine as long as Mike and I have, um, Wolverine, when they first created him, those claws were always steel. Right. So for them to, I mean, and, and, they, and mind you, in Origins, they, had a, they, they made the idea of the bone claws to make them more animal like. So I get that, but you don't have to introduce it into the movie. It, it was just like, I, I just feel like every time I see those bone claws, I feel like I'm back in the 90s. So therefore, Mike probably has a lot of hair, and so do I. <laughs> but it makes you wonder, like, in, uh, in Days of Future Past, are they going to, like, recoat his bone claws in that adamantium, or is it just going to be bone claws? Well, you do have Magneto there, and Magneto is the one that took away his yeah, adamantium and put them. it back on him yeah. in the comics. But again, who knows? Maybe they're just trying to make Wolverine a, a little less... Uh, Dangerous, I guess. Indestructible. I, I mean, but it's only his claws. It's not the rest yeah. of his body. So he still has the adamantium on his skeleton. Exactly. And, uh, and by the way, Kevin um, did bring it up. I just wanted to mention for all of you that aren't as uh, knowledgeable about the Wolverine, it, it was stated, and that's even Marvel's own thing, is that 
he did not have those claws. He wasn't born with claws. They were a bionic housing that was put onto him after the adamantium process. And that famous S-N-I-K-T schnick that's in the comics is really the sound of the housing completing its lock whenever he would extend its claws. Just a little bit of information. That, uh, and I'm glad you mentioned the shink because um, when it comes to Wolverine, there are certain things that when I hear Wolverine, I'm like, that's him. Um, that sound is definitely him. But I felt like Hugh Jackman didn't play Wolverine as much as he normally does. No, and maybe do yeah, he doesn't have to throw around a lot of bubs. <laughs> or Chuck. You know, well, but he was in Japan. There was no probably word that corresponded to that. <laughs> Bob, what is that? What's Bob? <laughs> Say something about me? Is that a type of food? Bob? Here you go. It, it was just like, I felt like he didn't play Wolverine as, as heavily as he normally did. This one was more dramatic. Yeah, but dramatic. But you can still be dramatic and still play Wolverine. He doesn't have to play an overall caricature. But he's still, you know, I don't know. I felt like he wasn't as rough. He was a little bit smoother around the edges. And it's like, no, no, no. If you were, if you were, if you left the X Men because you killed Jean Grey, which is another thing that annoyed me, the constant Jean Grey. Come back, Logan. Shut up. Leave me alone, Famka Jansen. Let's pick another Jean Grey. Could we have an early memory? Which Mike and I were talking about earlier about um, Jean Grey and how she looked throughout the movie. But I just felt that, um, I don't know, like you could do drama without being a character of Wolverine. And I just felt like it wasn't really Wolverine at times. At times it was Wolverine. At times I was like, uh, it's like, what? Oh, it, was just, it was just an angry Hugh Jackman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I guess maybe the loss of his, uh, or the, the, the downplay of his healing factor, maybe that just made him a nicer guy. Maybe if he didn't have a healing factor, he would just be like, you know, a librarian or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a question. Yukio, she was in the original comic, right? Right. Um, Storm met Yukio um, when they went to Japan, and that's around the same time the Storm ended up with her mohawk. Right. Now, was Yukio that weird looking in the comic? <laughs> she was standard 80s drawing of uh, the Japanese wild child kind of thing. Um, I don't think she had different color hair that I can remember. I think she just had the long hair, leather jacket. I'm talking about the flat face and the, and the far apart eyes. She was, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, her eyes were like, if they were any more far apart, you know, they, it would be like a horse. It'd be like, but she had the flat face, so it couldn't be a horse. It was weird. But you know what it reminded me of? Um, ever seen Prapper the Rapper, the, the video game? Yeah. Kick, yeah. punch. Yes. <laughs> Kick, punch, chop. Mike, one day when you're bored, look at Prapper the Rapper. They have very, it was a, a, a rapping game for um, PlayStation, PlayStation yeah. and one of the things was you had to rap, and it was about pressing buttons at the, uh, right, okay. at the right rhythm. But so all, this, the, all these this, animals have flat, flat faces, and okay. their eyes were slightly you know, further apart than normal. That's what Yukio looked like. Every time I kept looking at her, I was like, I hope she's not the romantic lead. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it's because you know, she could see the future, so maybe the more she looked at the future, the further apart her eyes got. Dude, the, <laughs> dude her eyes are so far apart, she could see the future and the past. <laughs> well, that's how she balanced the two. <laughs> I was like, wow. That, but I mean, I guess that bothered me like, aesthetically. But she was a good actress. At, you know, I thought she did her. a great job. Yeah, she, she was good. I, but just looking at her, was, it was, she, was, she had an odd look. So it kind of took me a while to like get used to it. And I was hoping that she wasn't the romantic lead for Wolverine. Because, like, damn, sh shit's gone bad. <laughs> I understand you killed you killed Gene and you're distressed, but damn, sloppy seconds. Well, come on, after 60-year-old Famke Jensen, I mean, anybody was looking good at that point. <laughs> and that is not, not an insult to Famke Jensen. I love her. She's a beautiful-looking woman. But it was just odd that every scene up until the very end, when, when he finally basically says goodbye to Gene, she... I, I don't know if her makeup artist just didn't like her or what was <laughs> happening. You know, you could just see the uh, the years have gone by, but then by the time uh, he goes to say goodbye to her, she was airbrushed and pink lit and whatnot. <laughs> she was so soft, I thought she was melting. <laughs> <laughs> but I get that part, because that part is the idea that Wolverine is kind of going into heaven, you know, like he, he or at least in his, in his mind, he's going into heaven. So that's why they went with the whole soft edges that's kind true. of thing. Because remember, he, he was dying. Right. You know, he fell Do down. you really think he thought he was going to heaven? Really? <laughs> <laughs> well, you, I mean, you, it, it wasn't flaming, flaming yellow and red behind her, so I think that's what he thought. <laughs> Maybe. It's nice that he had that thought. <laughs> hey, welcome to the afterlife, Wolverine. Come with me, honey. <laughs> Maybe someone was putting a cosmic joke on him. You know, you see the white light, and then all of a sudden you hear the record scratch, and it's like, psych! Nah, son, you're going to hell! <laughs> 
<laughs> How many people you killed, Wolverine? You thought you were going to have <laughs> Yeah. And, oh, another thing I didn't like, the bows and arrows. Yeah, he was like the Wolverine strength. Wolverine isn't technically strong. Wolverine's not a strong guy. He he can endure pain. He can he can fight with the best of them. He could probably last as long as a lot of us. But one thing, he's not as strong. Right, so, he's stronger than us. I mean, he, his healing factor helps eliminate the, uh, the fatigue poisons. But I think even Marvel usually puts him at somewhere around like 900 pounds to maybe just under a ton is his maximum pull but that's maximum and that's not being drugged by viper and whatnot and so yeah. he's being shot in the arrow he's being shot in the back with arrows how many times oh, it must have been like 50 yeah 50 maybe 100 and, and they're pulling him and he's still pulling on it bullshit <laughs> i call bullshit <laughs> i call shenanigans well uh, all right check this out i i remember reading this once where it says the word because of the adamantium on his skeleton it makes him uh, uh, able to with, withstand larger amounts of, of like stress on his body, so like he's more he is stronger than average people because of the adamantium on his bones because he withstands more. Right, but he's not like I said. I mean, they usually keep him somewhere around I think like nine hundred pounds to maybe like a thousand. I can't remember. I just yeah, but know it makes something... him sturdy. It doesn't make him right. super strong. You well, know? I mean, you think there was nine hundred pounds of force with those arrows? Well, every there? arrow was attached to a person. So if there was fifty arrows, that's fifty men. I mean, come on, they're, they're small <laughs> little ninjas. Come on, if nobody else, little ninjas. If, really, if I'm for going arrows. with that stereotype. How, how many times have you <laughs> any heard? Mexican things you want to say now? <laughs> Damn, Ralph. I'm sorry that both Mexicans and ninjas. Why do you think ninjas fight from the shadows? Because they're not good, you know, strong with, you know, up close. They're assassins. They, 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 their job is to sneak behind Exactly, people. with knives. But you never hear of one of them beating another guy to death. No. It's, it's either he cut you with his knife or he got poisoned or something. Yeah, but my thing is they're not light as a feather either. They jump like they're light as a feather. But they're, I mean, it, let's put it this way. Let's just go with Ralph's midget ninja theory for a second. <laughs> if, even if they're each 75 pounds each, times that times... Okay, that, that would be about the weight of a 12-year-old girl. So, <laughs> so let's at least go with 130 pounds for no, no, a very I'm small, go, light no, no, man. I'm going with my point. I'm going with 75 pounds. Well, let's go with 100. Okay. If each ninja is 100 pounds, All right. and how many arrows were shot let's at Let's just him? say 50. Okay. So, so that'd be 50, 100. Yes. That's well right. beyond. That's That'd well be 5,000 pounds. That would be two and a half tons. Exactly. Wolverine cannot. And, and, and mind you, I like Wolverine, but there's no way he should have been pulling all that weight. That's what I'm trying to say. Well, I mean, he did have a running start, so. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll give Ralph one check for the running start. And if anyone's Damn. wondering what that's known as, that's a nerd conversation right there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lord knows Listen, what the neighbors are thinking. <laughs> you know you're a nerd when you're debating physics about comic books and movies. Exactly. You're, you're debating physics about things that don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> but he could really pick this up. He doesn't exist. <laughs> well, you know, if he could teleport, you know, in the quantum wormhole and whatnot, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get to the moment of truth. Overall ratings. Hmm. Wow, I'll start with mine. Because <laughs> you give you guys a couple of seconds to think. Um, okay, and I'm going to go with the sixth claw. That's rating what I system. Was use. Yeah. So six claw. Oh, me and Mike are on the same minds way. Think alike. I was thinking about the great negative too. minds think alike. So, <laughs> so today I'm negative cap. So <laughs> out of six claws, I'm gonna give it. I'm wow. You know what's funny? I want to give it three or two, but I want to give it three and a half claws because it was better than the first one. But it wasn't super spectacular. It was entertaining, but it wasn't super spectacular. A lot of things were like, a lot of questions. So I, I don't think I'm going to be as forgiving for this one. Like I said, I did enjoy it. And I do say, you know, it was a fun movie to watch, but I wouldn't watch it. Hey, let's watch Wolverine in 3D. Hell no. Let's watch Wolverine um, opening night. Double hell no. But, you know, let's catch a matinee or somebody bought a bootleg. Oh, who said bootleg? Um, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm down to watch. And it was enjoyable, but three and a half claws I'm going to go with. Well, I'm going to give it an easy five broken claws out of six. And uh, for the ladies out there, you also get to see Hugh Jackman's chest several times, so <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, I didn't realize that was in the rating system. Okay. <laughs> Ralph? I would give it... Yeah, uh, I'm going to give him six claws. I'll give it all six claws. I thought it was good. Wait, you gave it wow. a six out of six claws? I'll give it the six out of six claws. Is that the fuck with me? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Wow. Why? Is Hugh Jackman paying for this podcast? <laughs> well, you know, nah. <laughs> Funny story. You know, I bumped into Hugh Jackman one time. Yeah, he got the... I told you the story, right? Yeah, at the work. At the job, yeah. He teaches, uh, yeah. he teaches at a charter school. 
So um, the building I work in shares shares the same space for the charter school, and I was going downstairs, and he, I think he had opened the door and almost hit me. So I'm like, hey, what the hell? And, and I see it's Hugh Jackman. I'm like, hey, Hugh, what's going on? <laughs> Changed my tune real quick. Real quick. And he's like, yeah, hi. Uh-huh. And he just kept moving. <laughs> but cool guy, cool guy. Nice. But yeah, I, I thought it was a great movie. I enjoyed it. Six Claws, bro. Six Claws. So basically, man. you're saying there's no need for improvement in this movie? Well, there's always need for improvement. Oh, okay. There we go. I mean, the samurai, come on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> that, question, doesn't take a, that doesn't take half a claw. Okay, no, no, wait, let me get All my right, fine. I'll give it five and a half claws. Right. Wow. Let me get, let you me want get... five and three quarter claws, just to mess with you. <laughs> I don't think you can pop them three quarters, but okay. Uh, let me give you something to think about before we move on to our last segment. Um, if you're saying that it's five and three quarter claws, which is some bullshit, but um, <laughs> what would you rate the first Wolverine? Which, uh, Origins? Origins. The claw system? Claw system. I wouldn't even give it any claws. No, I, yeah, I would give that all claws still in there. Maybe, maybe, maybe one middle claw sticking I'll up like the finger. I'll give it a middle finger. How about that one? <laughs> you know, exactly. I was going to say that. I'll give it one claw. I would give it at least one claw because, you know, some of the, the attempts of what they were trying to do was, you know, you understand what they were trying to do and trying to tie yeah, it all money. together. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's all they were trying to do. But, they, but it's funny because the problem with the X-Men universe is them trying to tie in these movies that supposedly exist, but not that they don't exist. Like, the first three are in continuity with the um, X-Men. Um, what's the name of the, the, the last one that just came out? Um, first Class? First, first class. class. So they, they're trying to say it, it happened, but it didn't. And it's like, it gets all confusing. And I think yeah, that Wolverine movie, things got very muddled up. So I think I well, would I mean, but Well, the X-Men franchise is muddling up its own history it, it yeah. really doesn't make sense yeah but, but the movie you don't have to muddle it up more you can clean it up actually. and then, then they leave you wanting because at the end of um x-men origins you know you got that scene with deadpool putting his head back uh, taking it off the ground because they're supposed to be making a deadpool movie yeah, yeah but, that? There's, but there's a lot of things that are messed up there like i mean and i don't know this, this is not even a wolverine one podcast but let's just throw this out there so emma is um there in wolverine origins young Young, but then she's in the past. Older, older, Full adult, easily in her thirties. In X Men First Class, one, it's like they don't make up their mind: is this part of the continuity or is it not part of continuity? Right. Maybe and she Jackman was in Origins, right? You know what happened? She met the Doctor from Doctor Who, and he just took her back in time. Oh, here we go. Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> or also, I mean, just a wonderful thing. I mean, you know, just going along the same vein in Origins, Professor and Magneto both meet Wolverine. He's a character that, first of all, as Magneto, would have to have said, I've just met a person with nothing but metal all through his body. You'd never forget meeting someone like that. And Professor, well, he's, he's a telepath. He wouldn't forget ha- having met him either. But yet, by the time we get to the first X-Men movie, neither of them remember having ever met this man. <laughs> well, well, no, And he was still in Canada. Right. <laughs> well, because if you think about it, in first class, when they meet him, he might not have yet had um, Well, the, he should have the by metal their own story. Him. I mean, by the... By the pattern of the Wolverine story, he should have anyhow. No, because if, in in Origins, um, it was like what the it's late, the sixties, the late sixties, I think. Late sixties? No, because well, Ken- Kennedy was around. That's what I'm saying. It's late, the, well, mid to late sixties. Well, I guess mid sixties if it's Kennedy. That's first class. First class, right? Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, in, in Origins. I'm in sorry. Origins, it was way after that. So that's when he gets the the adamantium in his in his body. So uh, I guess he's, they still haven't because even when because um, in the comics, uh, Wolverine saves uh, Professor Xavier and. Uh, and Magneto from the, the, the camp. Yeah, but it's still, it's still yeah, doesn't... Yeah, that was one of those muddled backwards It still doesn't explain um, Emma Frost being in it yeah. as, as a, as a, as a young team you, bopper. Wormhole, Doctor Who came in, <laughs> said, you know what? Okay, we're stopping this right companion. here. We're stopping this right <laughs> here. Uh, or maybe, maybe she's just been using her telepathy to make people think she was younger by the time the origin movie came but to bring around. This all the way back, to bring this all the way back to the point that I was trying to make... For you to give it a three and and three a five and three quarter claw, and then you don't even give Wolverine. I mean, it was, it was good. It wasn't that good. I rate them as separate movies. I say, okay, this is a new movie, then the other using the characters that they already introduced. Yes, it's a different movie. I don't care. It has a different title, right? (laughs) This one's called The Wolverine, and that's it. And there you have it. Those are our ratings for The Wolverine. All right. Well, um, th- I want to thank um, Ralph and Mike for coming around again to do the podcast. But I wanted to finish up the podcast a little bit differently with a new segment that I that I would like to call "Geeks on the Go." 
All it is is 60 seconds of rapid-fire questions and answers. I'm going to throw out some questions that, um, that are out there in the comic book and geek universe, and my two colleagues will give me their quick assessment of what's going on. So basically, I ask a question, they give me a quick answer. No long, drawn-out paragraphs. Keep, try to keep it to two sentences. Um, I'm probably going to chime in on the last two. So are we ready? You're we ready. All right, and... And go. First question. What does DC have to do to make a successful Wonder Woman movie? Mike. Stop overthinking it and go the Greek god mythos way. All right. Ralph. I think it shouldn't be animated and have some really hot woman playing Wonder Woman. Of course. Well said. <laughs> question two. Deadpool has a newly released video game. What do you think? Ralph. You should not play it. <laughs> Mike. Never seen it. Never will. <laughs> All right. Question three. Orlando Bloom is rumored to be wearing the cowl in the upcoming Superman-Batman movie. Good choice. Ralph. I didn't know Batman had an accent. <laughs> Mike. He'll make the prettiest Batman ever, and Captain Jack Sparrow will make a great Robin. <laughs> <laughs> Question four. Which DC or Marvel character do you wish would have stayed dead Mike? There is no or. Jason Todd for DC and Bucky for Marvel. And Ralph. Death to the arrow. Green arrow. Ah. Final question, because we only got five seconds. Disney, the uh, Disney, eh, forget the timer. <laughs> Disney just came out with a Phineas and Ferb cartoon that is a crossover with the Marvel superheroes. Your thoughts, Ralph? I enjoyed it. Mike? I liked it. Cap? What the hell? <laughs> That's what I'll end with. What the hell? I, I could monologue about how horrible I think this is, and I think it's the end of the apocalypse, but that's my take on it all right so um i guess we'll save the other question for the next time so for um mike the finance guy or mike the finance critic depending on how you view him <laughs> and ralph the tech this is yours truly the cap signing off and remember don't pronounce your p's in the mic you get yelled at by the tech guy yeah, <laughs>